This podcast contains mature themes and explicit language. Movie Lovers is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. This masterpiece that has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, 36% of the time, it's awesome every time. up jacobson and welcome to hell why why are you welcoming me to hell to van damme hell oh (laughs) (laughs) this this movie sort of was van damme hell not gonna lie yeah it won't be the last time i make you watch a van damme movie well maybe it'll be all downhill from here because this was the peak of terribleness of the i've only seen two jean-claude van damme movies but right so uh, I decided that it was tradition for me to choose a Van Damme movie as my first pick to start every season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Movie Lovers. Yes. Um, Jonah is a musician, I'm a designer, and together we're Movie Lovers. Movie Lovers is a podcast where we take turns picking the movie each week, whether the other one wants to watch it or not. And we discuss our list of topics. Doing this podcast every week uh, gives us a really great opportunity to make the other one watch movies that we've been putting off since we met in 2015, which is a shitload of movies, turns out. Indeed. Yeah. Shoot the shit. What have we been watching lately together or separate movie or TV? That's just a thing that you're going to do every fucking episode, isn't it? Because it annoys you so much and it brings me so much pleasure (laughs) to annoy you. You are a child. Um, Yeah, so last episode we did talk about how we've segued into watching Six Feet Under. We are well into season three now. There's only five seasons. Oh, jeez. What jeez. And uh, we very recently went to the movie theater and saw the movie Reminiscence, I would say it wrong, with Huge Jacked Man. Damn it, that was going to be my joke. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, go it was see really it. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I would give it like a solid B+. Plus. Yeah, like it was sci-fi, thriller, dysutopian future. I thought it was well-written. Yeah. Really it, liked the score. It was good times and dope rhymes. Yeah. You have been hitting the Shat the Movies pretty hard lately. Yeah, the Shat the Movies podcast, um, a shout out to you guys, is awesome. And I just listened to the Wayne's World episode and the Fargo episode. So I've been kind of diving into that. Hell yeah. Um, would would recommend. Hells yeah. And I just listened to the podcast Dead and Gone in its entirety, which I think is like 10 episodes or something. Uh, it's a Payne Lindsay murder, true crime investigation into some Grateful Dead peeps that were murdered like in 1985 or something. And speaking of Payne Lindsay... Super fucking excited for season three of Radio Rental. Right. Comes out in October. Radio Rental is a dope podcast. <laughs> yeah. But hey, let's jump into the real reason why people clicked on this episode, <sighs> which is the fact that we are talking about the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Kickboxer today. Yay. Mallory's enthusiasm is overwhelming. 
Yeah. So I picked this movie, obviously, um, because just like Bloodsport, which we did um, in our first season, this was my jam in the third and fourth grade. Jean-Claude Van Damme was my freaking hero. And (laughs) (laughs) so it's a pure nostalgia for me. I mean, I remember idolizing Van Damme so much as a young child that, that, you know, watching these movies brings back so many memories. And, and it's funny watching them as a mostly mentally developed, you know, man child that I am today. (laughs) Uh, I recognize that how they don't age well at all, but it's okay because it's like going back in time to the eighties, you know, right. Black silk on the way. Is that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is that the next one that you're going to subject me to? Possibly, yeah. I mean, Double Impact seems like the next logical choice. Right. That's where he plays himself, or he plays his own twin, you know what I mean? Can I just say that I don't think he's a good enough actor to pull that shit off? He does. It's awesome. Ugh. You know I'm going to be comparing so much of that to Man in the Iron Mask and... Jean-Claude can oh, yeah. fucking eat a dick. There have been a lot of movies like that where, like, someone plays their own twin or whatever. Yeah, Army Hammer and The Social Network. Or um, there, then there's been movies about twins where it's played by Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger. And that's actually on my list of movies. That's Twins I is awesome. I would love to watch that. I have not seen that since I was, like, too young to really kind of get it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, if you're listening to this podcast and this happens to be the first episode of ours that you ever listened to... This is kind of the premise of what we do, which is that, uh, well, as we alluded to earlier, one of us picks the movie whether the <laughs> other one wants to watch it or not. So th- in this case, it's a cheesy, awesome 80s action movie that my girlfriend, Mallory, uh, was forced to watch and probably didn't enjoy. <laughs> right. Yeah, we have plenty of movies where we're both, you know, amicable to watch it together. We're, yeah, perfectly happy, but this is this is the epitome of what this podcast is about. Yeah. I can't wait till uh, I make you watch another Steven Seagal movie, too. That's going to be sweet. Wonderful. Let's watch the trailer. A champion from the West. Now that you've beaten everyone there is to beat, what's next? A legend of the East. A competition that went too far. No! That's my brother! No! Your brother is paralyzed. He can never walk again. He's going to pay for this. The only way you'll find him is inside the ring. And you are not good enough! I'll get him. Now, an untested challenger seeks an unwilling master. May I help you? Uncle Zian's going to teach you. My uncle does not teach anyone anymore. I'm telling you, man. He's waiting a three-headed cat. You fight before? Yeah, I'm good. Strange different in America. Your defense stinks. To learn the art of an ancient combat, you must learn to be faster than any punch or kick. A combat where to survive, you must destroy. Do not let your emotion control you if you want to be warrior. It's a different culture, different world. They will fight you. Just listen. With your mind, your heart, your whole being. I'll win that fight for you and me. 
for honor, for love, for justice. Jean-Claude Van Damme, the power of a warrior, the heart of a champion, kickboxer. This was a movie <laughs> that exists. The quality of that trailer, for some reason, makes me really want to watch the movie Lady Hawk. Oh, yeah. Like, just the yeah, the quality of the video and, like, the quality of the voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have, you, have you ever seen that? I have, yeah. I, rem- I, saw it, I saw Lady Hawk when I was, like, in sixth grade. I remember I was homesick from school and I watched it with my dad on satellite. Whoa. Yep. That'll be another conversation for another time because we're going to watch that someday. Yeah, it will. So, my first memory with Kickboxer was watching it in third grade and doing the splits. Could you actually do the splits? No. Okay. But in my mind, it was like I was so close, but I just needed a sweet training montage to get there, or I needed like a sensei to help me like stretch. Stretch your crotch. Yeah. (laughs) Much like Van Damme had Uncle Zien. Yeah, that like gave me vagina pain watching that scene. Yeah, imagine, not gonna lie. Imagine having an actual ball bag and <laughs> and knowing that Van Damme's sack was gonna split right down the middle of it. Like a like a guava. This is why we have to do Jean-Claude Van Damme movies every once in a while, because we talk about dicks so much and like like dicks and dick punches and dicks Splitting open. Oh, yeah. The epic, like, when he does the split in Bloodsport. <laughs> the epic nut punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so my first memory with this movie was on uh, the eve before our six-year anniversary. So that's how we spent our evening. Yeah. When I forced you to watch this masterpiece. Yes. Of martial arts... This masterpiece that has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, 36% of the time, it's awesome every time. (laughs) (laughs) That is a perfect (laughs) soundbite. I'm so excited for your your 30 seconds or less Mally Explains movies. Here we go. All right. Kickboxer. 1989. <laughs> so Jean-Claude Van Damme and his brother. So it's Kurt. Kurt something. And mm-hmm. his brother is... I already forgot his brother's name. That's Eric. Eric. Thank you. Eric. No. No. <laughs> so his brother is this ass-kicking kickboxer man that's won a bunch of fucking fights and now they're going to Thailand because he's run out of asses to kick. So they go to Thailand and his brother gets his ass kicked and gets paralyzed and so John claude Van Damme is like No! Revenge! So he wants to fight the guy that fucked up his brother so of course he has... Tong Po. And nobody wants to fight Tong Po. <laughs> uh, oh, I just remember that scene where he was, like, kicking the wall and, like, making the fucking ceiling shake. Mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme tried to warn his brother, but he wouldn't listen. That was badass. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, so Jean-Claude Van Damme trains, obviously. There's got to be training uh, with some old guy. And he falls in love <laughs> 
with the old guy's niece. niece? Yeah. I was going to say daughter, but that's not right. Mm. I'm not really sure why they fall in love because zero chemistry going on there. Holy shit. We'll talk because about that later. Um, you, you're supposed to have chemistry in movies. So, or you can just do the splits. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so much like, uh, Bloodsport is, this is the kind of movie that just like leads up to that final fight. And, uh, we will talk about the outcome of the fight later. Obviously Jean-Claude Van Damme wins cause movies and yeah, there's lots of ridiculousness. <laughs> That's all I got. Ridiculousness with Rob Deerdick. Hashtag whoa. Oh, God. That show, that blonde chick, her fucking laugh drives me nuts. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't she hot, though? I don't think she is. That's Whatever. just my taste. Okay. Any hizzle, thank you, Mally, for explaining movies. Yeah. No. Um, best actor. I'm going to lead off with this since you explained movies. I feel like everyone in this movie was fighting to be the worst actor. Like it was a competition to see who could phone it in mm-hmm. the, the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel bad saying that because I still love this movie. I love more than 36% of it. Right. Oh, Bruce. Bruce wants you. Bruce, he wants to be on Papa's lap. Bruce, he had a vet appointment earlier and he was traumatized, so yeah. he, he needs love. He needs love from Papa. Yeah. So my best actor, I said, the dog. That's what I fucking said. Oh, I didn't finish what I was saying. Because, oh, shit. Because of Bruce. Because Bruce. I said Kiki the dog was the best actor. Yeah, I mean, he was the most natural. He had the best delivery of all of his lines and all of the, you know, ensuing action within every scene. <laughs> Was Kiki a he or a her? We don't actually know. I don't really know. I actually I should have researched the dog so we like would have movie magic about the dog, but I don't. I can tell that Bruce is really like emotionally sensitive right now. Yeah, from his shots, he has not had to get in the cat carrier and go to the vet for a while, and he did not take it well. He's been very like loving, but also very sensitive. Like something bad happened. He's got his tail tucked, which yeah. which means he's not. Feeling so good. Um, who'd you have for the O'Doyle? Doyle? Um, I wrote down any of the bad guys who aren't. I'm gonna say is what is it? Tong Po. Yeah, Tong, it looks like I wrote Tong Po. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what you wanted him to do to you. You wanted him to tongue your po. <laughs> I most definitely did not. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't actually know. I mean, maybe like the guys that roughed up Miley. At her little shop. Oh, when you said Miley, I was thinking Miley Cyrus. I was like, she wasn't in this movie. She wasn't even born I guess the, we probably need to get the emphasis right on her name. Like, it's more like Miley. It's Miley, isn't it? L-I-N-G? No. It's Miley? Miley. Well, here. Miley I, Cyrus. Miley. Yeah. M-Y-L-E-E. Miley. Okay. Yeah, anyway. So, um. Wait, so you wouldn't want to. A roundhouse kick from Tongue Po right to your fun box? <laughs> I sure wouldn't. Uh, who did you put down as the O'Doyle? Um, I said the guys Van Damme beat up at Miley's store. Oh, yeah, I even wrote down Miley. So, exactly what I just said. Right, like any any oh. of the bad guys that aren't Tongue Po, is, that's fair. Like, yeah. I mean, the movie is filled with O'Doyles. Right, right. So many O'Doyles. Right. 
Um, Character you most identify with? I had to, if I had to choose one, I'd say Taylor because he's always chasing the ladies, and I also am. Which guy was that? Is that the gun guy? Yeah. Okay. He was the African American gentleman who um, was like Van Damme's like buddy character. He was basically like the Jackson of this movie. All right. <laughs> Just got the best photo of Bruce podcasting with us. <laughs> Oh my god. That's awesome. You'll have to share that on our Insta. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce, can you quit it? Oh, buddy. I need my papers. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I have the character that I most identify with as the doctor who took care of the brother because he was the only logical one in the whole movie. He tried to talk some sense into Jean-Claude Van Damme and he didn't have any cringy lines. That's amazing. I am so proud of you right now. Are you? Yeah. Because I was like, I didn't think that you were going to have anyone to say that you identified with, but that I was like such a small little side character, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because even you're always the one that's trying to get me to make rational decisions. Yeah, like when you broke your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the audience what happened when I broke my hand at the gym. Uh, so back in 2017, 2016, 2016, Jonah was playing basketball at the gym and was getting really frustrated with a dude that was playing with him on the other team. And instead of punching this guy, because you were so annoyed, Jonah decided to punch the padded wall behind the basketball hoop. But there is concrete wall behind the padding, and Jonah got a boxer's fracture, and he almost didn't want to go to the doctor. He's like, "Well, oh, it's fine. I'll be fine." Mallory made me go to the emergency room. He had to get three pins put in his hand so that I didn't get arthritis and have my music career ended. Yes. then and there. So you are welcome. Yeah, I can still be a podcaster because I don't need non-arthritic hands for that right but still to this day when it's when the seasons start to change and it gets cold out you feel it in your hand and if someone shakes your hand and squeezes it in the perfect way it fucking hurts yeah so anywho anywho is all i yes i identify with the doc kudos yeah like i if at all possible even have more of a crush on you now because i don't know I just think it's, I think intelligence is sexy. Mm. Uh, Wii U, Wii U moment, a.k.a. a part in the movie where it shows the characters bonding and having a good time. Right. What do you have? I don't think mine's right, but... Uh, the Streets of Siam montage, because it was like a Wii U, Wii U moment between Kurt and his brother Eric when they're on the boat. Oh, and they come in mm-hmm. on the boat, and yeah, they're like stopping at the little like shops and stuff. And the best song on the soundtrack is playing, which is Streets of Siam by Stan Bush. Mm. That's that's like an all-time classic montage scene song yeah. um, that should be on anyone that has a respectable montage playlists playlist. I remember in that scene being like, whoa, why are there naked children? They're like mm-hmm. jumping off shit and swimming. Like, obviously they're like locals, but like, did I need to see that little kid's wing? I don't think so. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> That little kid that's, like, 40 now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Or probably older, because this movie came out in 89. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, about so I'm 40. 32, and I was born in 89, so that kid was probably under 10. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully his wiener has gotten bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. 
If not, I feel sorry for him. Uh, so I wrote down, because I spaced on that scene, I wrote down the dance scene, because he's having a good time with his sensei, even though his sensei is kind of setting him up to, you know, train while drunk. That is not the definition of a wee-wee moment at all. Okay. Yeah, so you win. But, yeah, I win. I, I glad gladly give you the trophy for that one. Okay. Uh, most iconic moment or favorite scene... I uh, had to choose the dancing scene, which yeah. is still used in GIFs and, like, GIF. Yeah. <laughs> GIF. Yeah, so perfect opportunity to touch on the YouTube comments for the dance scene. Okay, there, there's there's two levels to this. There is the dance scene itself. Let's look at that first. The actual dance scene. Uh, some guy four years ago with the username Godot said, be careful when doing this dance in the club. I tried it and I got 10 different females pregnant. And now they're hitting me with child support claims. <laughs> 2.6 thousand thumbs up on that comment. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That dude knows what's up. And then the second prong of this dance scene uh, Van Damme reenacted the dance thing on Conan like a few years ago. I don't, I actually didn't write down what year that was. And so I took down a few comments from that. Someone literally created an account in na- with the name Chong Lee. <laughs> the, and the photo is Chong Lee's face from Bloodsport. And he says, he's lucky I wasn't there on set. Yeah. And another guy with the username on top said, quote, joined two days ago. Did you really make an account for this video? And Chong Lee says, I made it for your replies and you did not disappoint. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Some other person was like, worth it. (laughs) (laughs) And then this made me chuckle. A guy named, uh, I'm going to say probably Jorge. Yeah. Moose. Yeah said, it's scary to notice that Conan's legs go all the way up to Jean-Claude Van Damme's pecs. And oh, yeah. a screenshot. Look at how weirdly disproportionate the two of them are. Yeah, that's very strange. I'll, I'll, I'll post this screenshot on uh, our social media or something, but Jean-Claude Van Damme must be a little bit of a shorter man, and Conan is a just tall man. a freakishly tall, weird-looking dude. So... Yeah. What about this one down here? Wait, scroll down. Oh, yeah, yeah. These are these are for another scene. Oh, okay. These are for another scene. We will get to that. Okay. Um, so, yes, the dance scene all around, the most iconic thing from this movie, period. Just some side notes that I put down that I thought were pretty iconic also. The terrible, terrible dancing in the strip club. Oh, yeah. That's almost like a Diane moment of sorts. Yeah, I do have something in the Diane moment about that, about the strippers. So I I will go into it further. But that just was like, is that dancing? Are you trying to be sexy? What's fucking happening? I think that Thai lady strippers just dance differently than they do. Mm. I'll give give some legitimate criticism later. Okay. That that could help them become better strippers. Legit criticism. Legiticism. New word. Sure. Um, And then I wrote down the jumping spin kick in practice when Mm -hmm. they were practicing. I mean, I think of Jean-Claude Van Damme and I think of spin kicks. He does that one sweet spin kick where, like, he does, like, a split in the air. Yeah, that's, like, his sweet move. He does that a lot in Bloodsport, too. Right, right. 
and other movies, as you'll see, <laughs> much to your chagrin. Um, and then obviously the end end fight is going to be pretty iconic, as it would in in any movie that centers around a battle taking place. So I grabbed mm-hmm. YouTube comments for that. Broke it up into a couple different chunks here. Let's start with before the fight actually starts, and they're putting on the tape around their arms, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what what substance did they put on the tape before they like rubbed it in shards of glass. It was like some kind of like glue. Okay. Okay. Resin or something. I don't know. Right. Okay. Uh, well, one dude a year ago was like, yo, I remember this when I was a kid. I always wanted to try licking glass. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you didn't. <laughs> and um, and another person said, Tong Po got his leg busted out in Bloodsport by Bolo. Yeah. And someone else was like, that was Savage. And another person was like, yeah, that was him. And Poe is also in Lionheart. Yeah. So, I will talk about this later, however. it's I think it's an important thing to note that the actor playing Tong Po is not Asian or Thai. Yeah, I have that in my notes, too. I'll let you be the, okay. the master of that. I will discuss that in my controversial take. Okay, yeah. so we'll pass over that in okay. the behind-the-scenes of movie magic when okay. we get to those notes. And then, uh, a little bit later... <laughs> Uh, there's a part where they're fighting and there's like blood splatter that kind of hits people close to the ring. And that's the guy that's... That's Freddie Lee. That's that's Freddie Lee. So Tom Poe's like manager guy or whatever. And he gets blood on his face and he like wipes it off his face and then licks it, which, ew, disgusting. Someone (laughs) commented, enjoy your hepatitis. (laughs) Fucking sick. And then more blood stuff. So. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. There's this whole thing going on where Tong Po raped Miley. Like, took her virginity, raped her, I guess, is the inference. Hmm. That was kind of a little bit... uh, there There was some discussion in YouTube comments on that because... Uh, Tong Po tells Jean-Claude Van Damme, you bleed like my Lee. And some people were like, well, he raped her. So like he assaulted her. She was bleeding because she was assaulted. But then other people were like, um, no, she was bleeding because she was a virgin. And when you lose how your virginity, anyone you know bleed that? a little bit. Yeah. But how can anyone that's watching this movie know that for sure? Right. So that's one of those like, that's really stupid. Take or leave it, figure it out, whatever. Um, but <laughs> The scene itself, the the movie clips scene on YouTube, the thumbnail is Jean-Claude Van Damme laying on his back, screaming, so his mouth is open, and his face is covered in blood. And the comment that someone left, a guy named Roy Batty a year ago, said, that thumbnail, though, he just got done eating some Miley. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Another person commented a year ago, legend has it, my lead bleeds once a month. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So there there were some comical comments based on the fact that <laughs> my lead bleeds. Uh, girls yeah. get their period. Funny. Hardy har. Hardy har har. I thought it was funny. Amazing. <laughs> um, all right. So let's... 
let's switch modes here and go from iconic and favorite scene to least favorite scene or scenes that you hated. Can I just preface this this transition with there's zero flow between scenes in this movie. Okay. Zero flow. That's all I want to say. All right. Okay. That's you are you have the right to have that opinion. Thank you. And I respect that. I respect your respect. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you go first. Uh, I don't like it. I didn't like it when Kiki got the knives thrown at her. Uh, K- you know, Kiki the dog. Because <laughs> any scene where animals are hurt in the movies, I never like that. No, yeah, that's not okay. Don't. But then Kiki was okay. Right. Like, she got, like, stabbed in the abdomen, but then ended up being all right. Stabbed him in. I would rather have the dog live, obviously, but that wasn't very realistic. You were just going to gloss over how clever that was. Stabbed him in. Yeah. <laughs> used to glossing over your comments. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be glossing over my brilliant comments. He, 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 he. <laughs> uh, what was your least favorite scene? Favorite. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. I have a few things. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was super awkward. Okay, I don't think I have one that like I really hate the most. I just have kind of a, a list of things that didn't fucking make sense to me. Uh, so super awkward exposition about their parents, like when they had first gotten to Thailand and they're like going to that field to practice or whatever, it just was such forced dialogue. They're like, oh yeah, you and dad, blah, 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 blah. And mom, this, like, it was a very like stagey, awkward way to give exposition about their family. (laughs) Very forced. Bugged me. Uh, I wrote down OMG splits torture. <laughs> I already said how that, that made my badge sad. I already talked about how there's zero chemistry between Jean-Claude Van Damme and Miley. Just awkward. I don't buy it. Whatever. The <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say one thing about that? Actually, you know what? I'm going to write it down in my Jonas bullet points. Never mind. Continue right. for us. Save it. The underwater training was just silly. That was silly. And we both laughed at this. What the fuck was that random cutaway of them all of a sudden being at the hospital and pinching that nurse's ass? <laughs> like, that just came out of nowhere. They weren't even, like, talking about his brother, I don't think. They hadn't had a scene in the hospital for a long time. Like, it literally was just sandwiched between, like, two scenes of... You know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, being out in the world doing his training shit and whatever. Like, why? That was so weird. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Um, I was actively listening. Will you say it again? <laughs> uh, that random cutaway scene. And they, like, oh, yeah. ass. I'm what sorry. What the fuck was that? Yeah. Eric is such a creep. But I'll talk about that later in my bullet points also. Okay. Okay. No, that was weird. Because, like, you said it, and I heard what you said and acknowledged it. And in my mind, I was like, yes. You were, well, you were writing down your thing. I could tell that you were, like, trying to write and trying to listen. And as I was talking, I was like, should I pause? Because you're not going to absorb what I'm saying. This happens a lot in our day-to-day life. True. Well, mm-hmm. it's also because Mallory never pauses in between anything that she says. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wrestle after this. Sounds good. No All right. Good. Body count. Okay. I counted three. I don't know if you looked it up. I but- tried. I tried Googling it, but I couldn't find anything. And I was like, I don't know that anybody actually died. Yeah. Okay, so when Taylor 
rescues Eric or whatever. Oh, when they're he, like shooting people. Yeah, he shit. actually comes in with a machine gun and I, he shot three different dudes. Oh, ew, yeah. Remember that guy that was like on that hook? Yeah. Or whatever that, oh, that gave me the heebie-jeebie. It's funny because like nobody dies in this entire movie except for this one little scene. Right. You know? I totally forgot about that scene. I'm glad you remember that. Where Taylor came in like Rambo and he like threw a grenade too and stuff. It was really sweet. But anyway. Yeah, they were like, we need a scene with explosions. So I, I was like sitting there counting the amount of people that he killed and I counted only three, but I guess, you know. Okay. That's probably about as accurate a count as there is. Yeah. All right. Cool um, beans. Mally's they need to fuck category. Do you want to introduce this category? Yeah. I do it. So in almost every single movie, there is a moment where I utter the words, they need to fuck or they're going to fuck. <laughs> so Jonah created this category where he lists five different options for me to choose from of combinations of people that need to fuck. And you have to choose one. Yes. That's the rule. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm ready. Uncle Jean and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Is that his trainer guy? Yeah. Okay. Old guy. Uh, Van Damme and Miley. Yeah. Taylor and Van Damme. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> a little salt and pepper action. Am mm-hmm. I allowed to say that or am I going to get canceled? Mm-hmm. Tong Po and Van Damme. Okay. There's a lot of tension, you know. Yeah. Or uh, Van Damme and the palm tree. You know the palm tree <laughs> that he kicks over? Yeah. Oh, I have something to say about that before we move on after this. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm, I'm going to say Jean-Claude Van Damme and Tong Po. They need to just fuck it out. Instead of trying to beat each other yeah. up. With and, like, but, and also, like, in a more, like, macro sense, you know, they've done multiple movies together. They probably know each other really well. I bet they've had a couple of nights where they've gotten a little sauced and maybe a little handsy. We should have a category where, like, it's the, like, the hall pass on getting canceled category. Like, I can say one thing and no one can get upset and, like, go on the internet and say I'm a terrible person or whatever. Yeah. But you could get canceled for having something like that on the show. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veto that. <laughs> I just, I like, I like the idea of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the can you imagine that? The idea is great. The idea, yeah, like, okay, this is my safe space. I'm going to say one fucking thing. Yeah. But it's sort of like it's like the last meal you get before you get um, the death penalty, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like the green mile. <laughs> yeah, like you. I'm like, oh, you know, like it's like the steak and mashed potatoes with yeah. gravy meal. Like I just want to say one really not politically correct thing. <laughs> yeah, that someone could be offended by. Yeah. And all right, Sorry. we're not going to do that. No. Oh, so I was going to say in reference to when he's like kicking the shit out of that palm tree. So he's doing the thing that Tong Po was doing before the match when his brother got paralyzed, where he was just, like, kicking this pillar, but not kicking it, like, hitting it with the side of his shin. So when Jean-Claude Van Damme was, like, fucking up his leg, hardcore doing that, it just was giving me PTSD back to when I was in the seventh grade and in volleyball, and that was the first time in my life where I had to do that much running, and I got shin splints, (laughs) and I was just, like, I could feel the pain. I could feel the pain in my shins. (sighs) So Van Damme makes this one noise all the time whenever he's, like, fighting someone or getting hit by something or he's in pain or anything. He's always like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> or anytime there's like a slow motion scene, you know, it's yeah. just, uh, <laughs> and there was so much of that in this movie. Yeah. So like, 
and now moving forward too, I want you to anytime we ever watch another Van Damme movie, I want you to like pay attention to that and right appreciate. It. Right, yeah. I've already been like I'm happy that we've seen that I've seen Bloodsport first. Yeah. So I have something to compare it to. Like I, I know the tropes to look out for, and then I have something to be like, okay, this is better or worse. Yeah, absolutely. And I, Bloodsport was such a good starting point as far as any Van Damme movie goes, or even just any like terrible, cheesy 80s action if, movie. If we had started with this movie, I would be like, babe, I'm never fucking watching another Van Damme movie ever again. So good call on Bloodsport being the yeah. first one, because I okay. could at least like laugh at that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Kickboxer, like, it's in the same realm of quality, I would say, as Bloodsport, but I would definitely think that Bloodsport's better. Right. Like, as with any fandom, you know, obviously, if there's a chronological story, you start with the first one. But, like, you have the thing where you, like, hook new people with it. You know, yeah, like, yeah. read this first or watch this movie first. And if you're into it, we'll keep going down the rabbit hole and we'll watch the shitty version and the better version and the this and the that. Yeah. So Bloodsport was, like, the gateway drug. But, um, I mean, off the top of my head, other Van Damme movies that I'm going to make you watch... Uh, Death Warrant, Lionheart, The Quest, Universal Soldier, um, Double Impact. Wow. How many was that? Five? I think five. So none of his movies really quite seem to reach two hours. But let's just, for number's sake, say that all of his movies are two hours long. I've got ten hours ahead of me in my life. Or I have to watch Van Damme movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give me snacks. Half, and, a, half of a day of your life. Yeah. Just give me snacks. Give me some Cheetos or popcorn. Give you snacks and a podcast to tear my choices apart in. Okay. All right. All right. Let's yeah. move on to favorite quotes. Yeah. Hell yeah. You want me to do mine first? Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. As per usual, a lot of my quotes are things that you said. Oh my God. You were watching so it. many. Um, you said, why does he have to, ha why does he have to have a tennis racket on his head? Because <laughs> Van Damme was training and he had that like... No, 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 not Van Damme. It was, it was... Oh, it was Hong Po. He, yeah. Yeah, it looked like he had like a tennis racket on his well, head. Well, some kind of Thai, like, I'm martial sure. arts thing. Yeah. I'm sure I'm insulting <laughs> oh, right, here someone we go. somewhere. You said, what the fuck are these pirate shorts? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of Van Damme's training outfits, I think. <laughs> He was, like, running in him. Um, you said, his junk is sick. <laughs> I don't remember. There was a lot of junk in this movie. That sounds so. like me. <laughs> you said, whoa, his little Peter pouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, their pants they were wearing. Was it in the final scene? Uh -huh. They're, like, fighting pants. They have a little Peter pouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, and here's another quote from you about those that same outfit. You said, they're, like, diaper butt pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh, I'm funny. <laughs> oh, and when this movie was over, you said, I love you less. <laughs> I love you less! <laughs> that was how much I, I knew you loved this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> I love you less. <laughs> that needs to be on a t shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So Mallory has tears streaming down her face. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then I guess this is my only quote from the actual movie that I thought was funny. It was just when Taylor said, I'll make my specialty, jungle survivor quiche. 
Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the lines that came out of his mouth were just utter garbage. Do you have any quotes? Uh, yeah. So Jean-Claude Van Damme going, no. When his brother gets his back. Broken. It was more like, no. Thank you. Your, Jean, your Jean-Claude Van Damme is better than mine. Yeah. So. Um, every line out of the brother's mouth is absolute garbage. Just garbage. Mm-hmm. He's the worst actor on the face of the planet, and I'd like to kickboxer him in the face. <laughs> and there's a line, oh god, I didn't even write down who said it, but I'll kick your ass all over the place. Came out of somebody's mouth. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. This movie didn't win any Oscars, surprisingly. Mm. Yeah, I'm so surprised. All right, let's move on to my favorite, or one of my favorite categories, the alternate porn title. Yeah, there's your one air horn. Mm-hmm. What All you right, Cockboxer. <laughs> you're the way your enthusiasm made it good. Yeah. Um, and I had lick my boxers. Lick my boxers. You know what I mean? Like you say it with a certain inflection. It's, yeah, because you say kickboxer. Yeah, lick my boxer. Lick box. my boxer. Yeah, lick my boxers. <laughs> lick my box. <laughs> lick. I got the giggles now. <laughs> um, Diana moment. Diane moment, a.k.a. noticing things in the background. Yes. So my thing about the strippers, they would be better strippers if they weren't wearing, like... Comfortable secretary heels. <laughs> like, <laughs> the high heels they were wearing or something, like, that you'd see a woman in the 80s who plays a secretary wearing. Like, they're, like, a chunky heel that's maybe, like, an inch and a half. Like, no, honey. Strippers wear, like, two, three-inch heels, and there's fucking skinny-ass sexy heels. Like, they immediately would be better dancers because their asses would be further up in the air if they had on the correct shoes. Well, this was uh, the late 80s, and the internet hadn't been invented yet for them to order them from other places of the world, because mm. I kind of doubt that they make those there. I got my eye on a pair of really hot stripper boots on um, Pleaser's website. Mm-hmm. I fully support this, even if I have to pick up an extra shift. Okay, I will say there's a friend of ours who is a dancer, and I tried on a pair of her Pleaser stripper heels and they're so fucking comfortable like they are built for those women to be on their feet for mm-hmm. hours on end and dancing and whatever so duh it makes sense i really i need to get a pair and then i need to try them out at a, a metal show because that is always the test if i can stand on my feet in them for like four hours we're golden anyway moving on that's all i had for my diet okay. moment um, the ancient city that they train in looked like it was the one used in Mortal Kombat. It probably is. Right. Yeah, I kind of kept an eye out for that when I was looking at stuff, and I don't think I... I think I saw a YouTube comment of someone saying that exact same thing, okay. but I didn't actually see any concrete evidence that that was the case. Sure. Um, and then I had uh, the little kid wieners, and I wrote, <laughs> I wrote not appreciated. <laughs> no. No, we don't need that kind of shit in the background. Thanks. Nope. I don't. I don't need to look at little boy Peters. Um, music score and soundtrack. Uh, so the score was done by Paul Herzog again, and when I say again, because he did Bloodsport also. And then Stan Bush had three songs on the soundtrack as well. Stan Bush was like, he did the that one song from Bloodsport, the Fight to Survive, 
he's done a bunch of 80s movie montage songs. Yeah. I think we talked about him a bit in the Bloodsport episode, because yeah. around the time that we watched Bloodsport, you had looked him up on Spotify, and he has just, like, a whole album He's still of making songs. Albums. Yeah, like, currently, like, in 2020, at mm-hmm. the time, like, he'd had an album just full of songs that could have been plucked out of Bloodsport or Kickboxer. And- yeah, so totally just sounds right, you know, like they would have been made in the 80s. Right. Um, the Streets of Siam song is so awesome. I've already talked about it, but it's it's badass. And every time I listen to it, I'm, like, ready to start training, you know, with a sensei or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then the, the score, the overall score, was a very cheesy kind of Asian mystical sounding keyboard yeah. you know it's good for what it is it it has it plays its role it has its purpose right sets the tone yeah the only thing i wrote down was that it was the cheesiest kiss music ever so when they did have their kiss in the jungle oh i thought you meant that like the band kiss okay no i'm seeing i'm being serious like the cheesiest kiss music ever oh i do you blame me for thinking that you were trying to make a terrible dad joke? Because you've been making them, My, I mean, yeah. your whole fucking life. But today, you've just, like, been chock full of them around every corner. And I've been wanting to just, like, pluck your eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> I can still tell da- uh, dad jokes when I don't have eyeballs, just saying. So, well, yeah. Um, okay, movie magic behind the scenes. Yes. Let me start because... You do it. All right. Um, all of Eric Eric's lines were all overdubbed. Yeah, because yeah, um, the film studio didn't like his voice, and so I actually saw on YouTube or something one of the scenes um, where the you know it still had his original voice in it, and yeah, I can see why they overdubbed him. Right. Yeah. So fun related to that. So yeah, it was overdubbed by a dude named Jim Cummings, who is a famous cartoon voice actor and he is the man that voices Winnie the Pooh, the Tasmanian Devil in Looney Tunes and Darkwing Duck. <laughs> so, fun fact to tack on to your fun fact. What else do you have? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God, I love it. But you. <laughs> yeah, the the dude that played Eric was Dennis Alexio who was an actual kickboxer dude right champion and i guy. think i have a note about him yeah so eric sloan was an actual heavyweight kickboxing champion the guy that played him uh dennis alexia was a former former kickboxing champ kickboxer was his second and last feature film appearance i didn't write down what his first one was but i assume he, it sucked just as much probably he is a terrible actor i'm yeah. so sorry so I'm sure you're not listening to this, but but if you are, please don't ever act again. Thank you. Well, he already didn't act again. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, don't don't get a hair up your ass to do it. He's not coming not out good. of retirement. <laughs> um. Okay. So is that all you have for movie stuff? It sure is. Um. All right. So just some crap that I basically pulled from IMDb because I thought it was interesting. The movie's set in Thailand, but apart from key exterior locations such as the temples, the Bangkok streets and nightlife, the Thai boxing school and stadium, the majority of the movie was shot in Hong Kong with the master dudes. I don't know how to say his name. Zian. Master Zian. Master Zian's house uh, was built in in Sai Kung. Sai Kung. Kung. Oh. At Xing Feng Studios. Xing Feng. 
Well, you're going to get canceled. <laughs> it's just fun to say it like that. Sorry. And then, um, let's see here. So the scene in which Kurt uh, had meat tied to his leg and had the dog chase him while he was training was inspired by a real-life event in which a young Jean-Claude Van Damme was ordered by his karate teacher to wear a protective suit and withstand the attempts of a trained dog to pull him to the ground. Mm. So that the real-life thing is a little less cringy than actually, like, tying meat to your leg, but... I have to tie my meat to my leg. (laughs) I'm going to share half of this tidbit, because the other half is something you wanted to cover in your your bullet points, Mm -hmm. that part. Um, But I don't know if his name is pronounced Mikkel or Michael, because there's only an E. There's not an A in it. Whatever. I'm going to say Mikkel Kissy. Queasy. Queasy. There's no U. It's just Q-I-S-S-E. S-S-I. Sorry. I know how to spell. Um, So he was a technical advisor and choreographer um, as a profession. And when he overheard the production crew say they were looking for a tall, oriental-looking guy with a background in Muay Thai, he volunteered and got the part of Tongpo. That's so... Isn't that technically racist? If they're like, oh, we're looking for a tall, oriental-looking guy. That just sounds like some... I feel like Hollywood is like that a lot. They're trying to get better now. Like, they're trying to rectify all of the stereotypes and just terrible, terrible, shitty, racist things they've done over the years. Mm -hmm. It's getting better. But let's see here. So although Jean-Claude Van Damme and Mikhail Kissy play mortal enemies, both actors have been good friends since childhood, exchanging fighting techniques and even trying their luck in Hollywood together. They had already cooperated on two movies before working on Kickboxer. So that's cool. It's got to be really fun to like shoot those like big, you know, finale fight scenes with someone you're really, really comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they're all super professional. And even if he only met the guy on the day, they'd still do a really good job. But so yeah. if I was ever going to be in a martial arts movie, then I would want to have you be the co-star. Because, yeah, we fight all the time. Yeah. Wrestle. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. And then this was funny. This isn't really about the movie, just more so about Jean-Claude Van Damme. I love this. JCVD is actually J-C-C-F-V-V. <laughs> so the muscles from Brussels' real name is Jean-Claude Camille Francois Van Verenberg. He initially went with the stage name Frank Cujo before settling on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Do you remember my joke the other night when we were watching... Six Feet Under, I was like, because there's a character named Russell, and I was like, oh, is his last name Sprouts? <laughs> Russell Sprout. All right. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> and then the only other note that I have, um, Van Damme choreographed all the fight scenes, fight sequences, and Chuck Norris was originally supposed to play Kurt Sloan, but I forget what the details were, why he didn't, but someone who was a producer, I believe, was like, no, I want John claude so... Sweet. I don't. I, I'm sure that Chuck Norris would have done a great job. Maybe even been a better actor. But but yeah. But, but Van Damme is so distinctive, right? You know, fighting wise and his persona. Yeah. I don't know if Chuck Norris could have done done the splits. Uh, Maybe I don't know I don't that know. I've actually ever seen a movie with Chuck Norris in it. I have seen. Two. Was he in a TV show? Yeah, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, I may have seen that in the background. I feel like my mom used to watch that. You haven't seen Sidekicks with Jonathan Brandis? 
No. That came out when I, I was in fourth him. grade. Yeah. It was probably a bad movie. But, and then, wasn't Chuck Norris in one of the Expendables movies? Maybe. I think I only saw, like, randomly the second one in theaters or something, and I hated it because I got a really bad headache from all the explosions. Oh. Yeah, so that's all I have for movie magic and behind-the-scenes factoids. Okay. Um, hey, Jacobson. Hey, Jacobson. Who would you bone? Jean-Claude Van Damme, I guess. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, my answer. <laughs> no, Eric. Oh, yeah, it is. It even says that on your paper. JCVD, I guess. Yeah. Um, I said the stripper ladies. Any I just wasn't... Them? Yeah, any of them, I guess. I was not into Miley. Personally. No, she's just not. either. Like, she's, like, kind of cute or whatever, I guess, but it wasn't like... Oh, yeah, she's so hot. Or, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, same. I don't really feel like there was a lot to choose from in the male category either. So, just going to have to go with Jean-Claude Van Damme, even though his muscles gross me out sometimes. Okay. But not all the time, just sometimes. Um, (laughs) hey, Jacobson, what's your controversial (laughs) take? The acting in this movie is on par with The Room. Yeah. I said it. All right, yeah. I fucking said it. That that's not too much of a stretch, honestly. The right. acting in this movie is terrible. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh hi, Mark. <laughs> oh hi, Mark. <laughs> um, okay. Yep, that's all I got. It's Mine so is bad. I don't like rape as a plot device. I said rape as a plot device is not my fave. I didn't like the no. that, that was part of it. Um, and then uh, Tang Po. Is not an Asian actor, but made up to look Asian. That's controversial to me. I don't think that you would do that today. No. No, yeah. They they even put makeup on him to make him look more Asian. Because his skin tone like wasn't the right color or something. Yeah. And then I think they did some like eye makeup stuff or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like the equivalent of doing blackface yeah. in my book. That's some, I'm like, with you. Yeah. Not good. Anywho. It was the 80s. Yeah. Um, emotional take. This and movies like Best of the Best were about the brother dynamic. And I remember specifically wishing that my brother in real life didn't suck so much ass as a human being. Yeah. When I watched those movies. Because I was like, oh, yeah, they're like fighting side by side. Or like, you know, the one brother died and or something or got injured. And the other brother's like avenging it by fighting in the tournament, you know. And like, but, you know, I don't. Yeah, your brother sucks. He just was older than me and just beat me up all the time and was a dick and still is. Um, So, anywho, that's my emotional take, and there was definitely some emotion in that for me. Yeah, you talked a little bit about that when we did our very first episode, when we did our E.T. episode on how the brother relationship just kind of gave you some pangs. And I think you mentioned how Nathan is your brother from another mother. Yeah. He's the brother you always wish you had, and now as an adult you have one. Yeah, and and my uh, my Pyramaze bros, yeah, all the guys in Pyramaze and like Michael and stuff overseas. I think as an adult, the friendships that you have cultivated, yeah, with your bandmates, with Nathan, with other dude friends that have come and gone because they're friends that were really close that just you know people move on with their life and stop yeah. calling and whatever. I think you you have enough bro love in your life to make up for your shitty brother in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, I don't feel like there's anything missing. Yeah. And obviously, I have a close relationship with my sister, too. So. Yeah, your sister's the fucking best. That she is. All right, so my emotional take. 
this kind of goes along with one of my Mally quotes that made me laugh so hard where mm-hmm. I said, this makes me love you less. <laughs> my emotional take is this movie makes me question my love for you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that is what I wrote down. And I wrote it down as soon as the movie was finished. I was just like, raw emotions, go. What the fuck? Yeah. But all these Van Damme movies yes, are not as bad as Hook. Oh, okay. These are the same thing, though. Like, it's tapping into your childhood nostalgia. You grew up, like, loving these movies. You grew up, uh, you know, idolizing Van Damme. Like, I grew up loving a lot of movies that are fantasy-based, but Hook was one that I just... I loved it. I loved it so much. So... And like, okay, I shot the movies, does an episode on Hook, and I agree with every single thing they say that that rips that movie apart, rips it to shreds. I very begrudgingly do agree with them, with everything they say. But I still love it, and I will still watch it and love it. Yeah, and that's, it makes my heart happy. And that is your right. Mm. And the Oscar goes to. I said the dog. He was the only good actor in the whole movie. Good job, puppy. And you're probably dead now, so may you rest in peace. Probably. All right. Okay, sorry. He is dead now. If there was a dog that lived... Can we not? Can we not do this? Where you like? Where you rip me apart because I said one word that obviously Kiki the was dog silly. is still alive and is the oldest dog living dog. He's not in the alive. World. Okay, rephrase. Rest in peace because you Rest are in peace, dead, Kiki. All right, I <laughs> have to be a fucker. <laughs> hey, that's why people are tuning in and listening to our podcast. It's because you're a fucker? Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, this is that one podcast where the one dude is a fucker. He <laughs> <laughs> says dumb shit all the time. Right. Okay, who does your Oscar go to? Van Damme's stretchy nutsack. <laughs> that yeah. dude's ball bag must be elastic. Right. Okay, but, okay, anatomy-wise, maybe we need to test this out, but if you stretch your legs that way... Does that really affect your ball skin? No, but it's for comedy's sake. Okay, okay. Anatomically, I was like, I don't think that really affects your testy satchel. Yeah, I mean, if if at all, not a lot. I think it's just your it's your groin muscles that you're yeah, like yeah, it's your more room. the under the skin stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, Jacobson. <laughs> hey, Jacobson. What did you give this movie uh, from one through ten? I said one. Fucking Jesus. Bloodsport is a million times better than this movie. Gave this movie a one. Yeah. (laughs) And I am going to take the time one of these days to sit down and, like, take down all of our ratings and, like, keep that on our website, you know? Like, kind of side by side, which, like, what are the ratings that we gave each movie so Mm -hmm. people can see that. Um, I can't remember. Maybe I gave Bloodsport a two or something. I feel like that rings a bell, but I would give Bloodsport like a four now, now that I have context. Yeah. Jesus. You gotta appreciate Um, All right, well, my score is a six, and I think that speaks volumes, because I chose this movie, even though I know that it's terrible, Mm -hmm. so, but I still love it. Right. So I I think a six is a fair score. You know, and we we talked about this briefly, we stopped having the conversation, because we were like, no, let's save it for the podcast. When I was looking at all of the YouTube comments 
uh, and all these random ass scenes from this movie, I sat back and out loud, I was like, for fuck's sake, it's so hard to find funny comments because it's just people with their heads so far up Jean-Claude Van Damme's asshole, like just fanboys loving him so much. I don't get it. Why aren't they talking about the shitty acting? And you made a really good point that like, there's a whole just like group of people out there that grew up on these movies just yeah. like you did. And Elder it, millennials and Gen X dudes. Mm-hmm. And think about it this way. No one that isn't that doesn't fit the description of what I just said is going to go onto a kickboxer YouTube video, like seek that out and comment on it. Right. So I am part of that generation of young boys from that era that grew up idolizing Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I get it. Yeah. You made a really, you made a really good point. And it, it opens my eyes to the world that I didn't even know existed. Right. Like, I'm not going to, like, think about it this way, too. I'm not going to go find some, like, shitty movie, like, um, The Parent Trap starring, uh, what's her name? Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. I'm not going to go, like, find video or clips Or Haley Mills, if it's the original. Whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to mm-hmm. seek that out and, like, take the time right. to comment. Both of those, ooh, I'm a little fuzzy on if the one with Haley Mills, I think it's just her. She doesn't have a fucking twin. Both of those movies... Our movie is where it's one actress playing right. twins. Yeah, I think that that has been done. That trope has been done many times over. Yes. I uh, actually really like the Lindsay Lohan parent trap. I think it's really cute. And the um, handshake that they do. I saw a TikTok video. It fucking made me cry. It was a gay wedding. Two dudes. And, like, they did the... And now, you know, you may kiss the groom or whatever. And they kissed. And then somebody cued the music in the background that always plays whenever they do the handshake. And the two guys did the, like, hand, the, like, super long, silly, like, whole body handshake that they do in the parent trap. Oh, my God. made me cry. Wow. I really opened up Pandora's box there. (laughs) Uh, Impact and influence of this movie on the industry. I mean, I really just wrote down... The dance scene is iconic, and everybody talks about that. When I was researching Bloodsport, the dance scene came up. Like, I saw that dance scene before I even saw this movie. Uh, So that's that's iconic as fuck. And then just, in general, Jean-Claude Van Damme has had such a huge impact on this genre. Mm -hmm. So, but... Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ooh, I like what you did there. So what did did you say? Um... It's considered a staple of the 80s action movies and one of Van Damme's best. Because he's also made a lot of turds. Like, all his straight-to-video stuff later on in his career has not been super awesome. Right. I mean, yeah, this is obviously, like, peak Van Damme. All these movies that you're going to have me watch are now, peak Van Now Damme. it's straight-to-streaming because of the times that we live in. All right. Okay. It is time for Jonah's bullet points. Yes! And I will zip my lip and sit back with my water and just chuckle between your bullets. Jonah's bullet points, a.k.a. things I want to say but I don't really want to talk about. 80s action movies had a lot of unintentional homoeroticism. (laughs) Um, Van Damme cycles through so many terrible outfits in this movie. Uh, Like, remember when he was just wearing the vest with nothing on underneath it and, like, the big poofy acid wash jeans and just... (laughs) And the the pirate pirate pants. And the the diaper butt shorts with the little Peter pouch. (laughs) All right. Eric was a total skis and a massive douche canoe. Yeah. 
there's nothing likable about him. Not and definitely not his like Jerry curl like mullet that he had going on. And his mustache. And his mustache. Oh. Yeah. Total. It really doesn't go very far to like make you like feel bad that he broke his back. Like, sorry, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. Van Damme really recently turned sixty, and he can still do the splits. I saw it. It's awesome. I. <laughs> <laughs> you just said that warms my heart. You're like. It's awesome. Just, like, looking down, shaking your head, like, you can't believe it. <laughs> Eric might be the worst actor, or Dennis Alexio, the worst actor in this movie, and also possibly the worst actor in any movie ever. Mm. This, what did I read? Oh, yeah, the sweet hawk was cheesetastic. Do you remember the oh, hawk? Oh, yeah, why? That was just zero context. It that. reminded me of those, um, you know, those, like, sort of tie-dye shirts you can buy that has, like, a wolf howling at the moon <laughs> or whatever, or, like, a hawk. You know, it was so yeah, corny. Yeah, this, this was the movie equivalent of a wolf t-shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bad acting took me out of the movie, um, but I obviously didn't mind when I was eight or nine years old. Tong Po wasn't hugged as a child. Like, what is his problem? This dude is just angry, and, like, his whole... It's like he just existed one day just to beat people up and be angry and do terrible things. I think you said the same thing about Chong Lee. Yeah, fucking whatever. Those guys are probably buddies. The look that Mallory gave me when this movie ended will be burned into my mind forever. <laughs> and that was around the time when you said, I love you less now, or whatever. <laughs> There was a lot of gratuitous package shots in the final battle. Dicks. Yeah. When did Tong Po, or why did Tong Po just stand there at the end and let Van Damme beat the shit out of him? Like, the final fight was actually really dumb. And it was like, as soon as Eric showed back up, you know, whatever, then, like, Tong Po was like, oh, shit, I guess it's time for Van Damme to win. So he just, like, literally stood there. And let Van Damme beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I saw that in the YouTube comments. People being like, what the fuck? Did he just forget how to fight? Yeah, he's supposed to be this, like, badass fighter or whatever. And then finally, Jean-Claude... Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude <laughs> went for Miley because she was the only hot chick in the village that was available. That's my theory. Because it was, like, a village and, like... It was, you know, he's just like, oh, she'll do. And I thought of that because you were like, <laughs> there was no romantic chemistry between those two. But no. it was just like, oh, you know. Like, I'd like to put my dick somewhere, so she'll do. It was kind of like, you know, like when guys are in prison, you know, they just have to choose the... Yeah. I love when they, like, talk about... I mean, I've never seen Oz. Maybe we should watch Oz next. But uh, they talk about that in The Sopranos, you know? It's like, we don't talk about it, you know? Sometimes you just need to... When you're in the... Jo- or when you're in the... Why did I say in the John? (laughs) When you're in a guy named John. (laughs) When you're inside is what I meant. Uh, When you're inside Jonathan. Jonathan's ass. All right. Sorry. (laughs) That sounded like a very real porn title. Inside Jonathan's ass. Yeah. Sounds like a movie you would rent. What was the name of that, 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 that porn video in Six Feet Under when like, David and Keith are standing there, and that pastor guy comes up, and he's like... Back back to the crack, rear... Something the, about, like, butt boys, too, or in something. The rear. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Porn titles are just so funny. They are. We need to, like, go... Oh, oh, video stores don't really exist. Are there still 
um, family videos because family videos have that back room. I think there might be somewhere we in should, the Midwest. Dude, let's road trip to a family video because, I mean, they're really prevalent in Wisconsin. I worked at one when I was in college, and I feel like I've seen them driving. Yeah, these, like, hick Midwestern towns where there's there's, there's a Walmart and a family video. But what I want to do, yeah, I want to drive to a family video and just go into their back room so we can laugh at all of the porn titles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We could even buy a couple movies if we wanted to because family video does the thing where they, they sell their new releases once they go from, like, having, like... 20 of them on the shelf to just putting like two out on the floor. Yeah, they I, need, I need to pick up a copy of Brittany Rears three. Mm. All right. On that note. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got for you today. I, I'm not glad you made me watch this movie, but you know, in my Van Damme education, one must watch kickboxer. So on that level, I guess I'm begrudgingly glad that I, watched it but this the the overall experience of watching it with me and then recording this hilarious podcast with the man that you love that part of it is great if i were just watching that by myself for no fucking reason i mean i wouldn't have finished it no so the man that you love less now yeah well yeah anytime i'm watching any of these movies i can still at least get the enjoyment of of you enjoying it yay yay Get out there and support your local movie theaters. Um, well, we didn't talk about who's picking next week, obviously, oh, fuck. me. Well, all right, get out there and support your local movie theaters. We'll just shuffle the categories around. Okay, yeah. So do that. Okay, so do that. Do We're going to go see, what the fuck is that movie called? Shang-Chi. Shang- I was going to say Shang-Chong, because I've got like Chong Lee and all the... I'm terrible. I'm sorry. You know what would be awesome is if in Shang-Chi, Tong Po and Chong Li made a cameo? Fuck. Well, I mean, giving a nod to iconic Asian-American actors, or even just Asian actors in general. I mean, I'm sure some of those guys aren't, you know, like maybe came from, you know, their home countries as opposed to being born in the States. That would be cool. Uh, So, yeah, obviously next week I'm picking. Well, not obviously. Somebody could have bought us nachos but it's not really a thing at the moment and i'm okay with that because i i'm i miss us picking the movies so next week i i actually it's a little bit of a toss-up between two movies for me they're two movies that we are for sure going to do at some point how about just be decisive right now i don't want to i think that you have to i don't have to i think that i want you to what are you gonna do for me if I do, if I um, agree. I will share a salad with you after this. We're going to do that anyway. I will um, toss your salad for you. <laughs> Sick. Will you give me a good shoulder and neck rub? Yeah. Why do I have to do that just to make you pick a movie for because next week I right now? Because I don't want to be put on the spot. I was excited I would... at the at the interview with a vampire choice. Okay. Then it's almost October. Then let's go with interview with a vampire. My yeah. other choice will remain a mystery, and we will do it at some point. Cool beans. Okay. Interview with a vampire. <gasps> so excited. These people out there that are listening want us to be done. So that they can... I want you to fucking be done. You're (laughs) always rushing me. I'm going to fucking put you in a headlock and I'm going to tweak your nipples. Maybe it's because I'm I'm part Russian. I'm going to jam my thumb up your butthole. Hey, you didn't hear my joke. What? What did you say? Maybe it's because I'm part Russian. You said I'm always rushing you. (sighs) 
Uh, aren't you? Thanks for listening to this episode <laughs> of Movie Lovers, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>